of all my travel setups, this is probably the least ghetto setup I've had in in history of traveling <laughs> and podcasting at the same time. I do have my home microphone with me. I brought it with me. I have my cable. I have my... And that's it. I I'm still have some sort of ghetto stand. I do have the stand for the, the the microphone, not the one I use at home. I have the a boom arm, but because it is too low, I have a uh, stack of paper right under it to make it a little higher and closer closer to my mouth. So right. it's, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. Last last time, last year at this time, actually, when I was in the same spot, that was much much more um, ghetto. I remember this year there is more professionalism to it. Are you at the uh, little wicker wicker desk? Uh no, this one is in Illinois. I'm in Michigan right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in the woods by the lake. <laughs> by a lake, I should say. Uh, it's uh, it's fairly rural around here. It was fairly rural around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you have no idea. You had the you had the accent going there for a second. Uh, I, I <laughs> because I've been trying to like uh, assimilate for the past week. I've been trying to blend in, you know. <laughs> you start dropping letters. J yet? Nah, Jew. Nah. <laughs> Y'all <Yacht> too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Now that we do this this show, in the, now that I'm back, you know, state-wise, and uh, we do these shows in the morning, we do them uh, around your time. I, I find it hard to 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 be coherent at that time of the day. It's, I mean, I'm an I'm hour ahead of you. you. Yeah, yeah. For you, it's nine thirty right now. It's ten thirty here. Uh, but it's uh, okay. it's it's not that easy. I already had coffee. I already went for a walk. Um, so, you know, I should be fresh and everything, but uh, I'm not. <laughs> it's that early in the day. It's 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 not easy. So, right. uh, yeah, I uh, I tip my uh, my hat to you, my friend, for doing this for the past few months. Right. Because we used to do it my time like around noon. And so it was like I had plenty of time to be up. I had gone to the gym and. You know, several hours under my belt by the time we talked. But yeah, 9 a.m. is uh, maybe an hour, maybe a little more than an hour after rolling out of bed. And even if I can work, get in any kind of work out there, I definitely still feel lethargic. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. It's, there's something weird about the brain just trying to, uh, you know, whatever it does to make you sound smart. It just <laughs> doesn't work at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we get going with this show? Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. You had this great idea a couple of days ago. You said, uh, I think for uh, our next show, like the topic should be, uh, what are some of our most used apps in our, uh, according to screen time, right? This new feature that's in iOS 12 that lets you know how much time you're spending in each app. And uh, uh, so maybe you can put a stop to it if it's too much. And, uh, you know, I, I like these kind of topical, uh, you know, it's fun talking about news items and rumors and stuff like that, but I've really been enjoying these topical, uh, shows as of late. So, yeah, this goes right, uh, along the lines of what we did before with, uh, describing our home screens. So there's going to be some overlapping here. And we were discussing just before the show, there's going to be some overlapping between the one, the show we did about our home screens and this, because obviously some of the apps are going to be similar. They're going to be the same. Um, 
But uh, it's still going to be a fun exercise to see what apps and we use and maybe uh, go on tangents sometimes about stuff we do. Um, but right off the bat, it's funny because I see that we have similar applications ranked at the same level. Actually, I can see two of them in there that are... Um, I mean, we're not going to do any sort of ranking, uh, you know, like the best one or anything like this, but the most used one. I see two of them that are at uh, at the same uh, at the same level in here, so it's interesting. And we'll get to it once we get there. But I see that your most used application is Narwhal, with a whopping seven hours and fifty one minutes over the course of the last seven days. So that's that uh, averages to about an hour a day spent. On Narwhal, and I know you talked about that before. That's what it seems that that's what you use um, most for uh, news and uh, entertainment, or right. e- entertainment reading. Um, I didn't know you were that much into it, though. <laughs> yeah, it's almost it's almost a little embarrassing. In fact, some of these numbers, I'm going, "Whoa, five hours, four hours? What are you doing, Cody?" But uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I knew for I knew for sure that Narwhal would be uh, my top use app even before I went into these settings. I, I do c- tend to go in spurts uh, with Reddit, so sometimes I will just kind of be away from it for weeks at a time. No, not for any real reason. Uh, maybe just uh, either consciously I'm trying to get myself out of this groove, which I'm probably going to do now, seeing six almost seven hours on here. But uh, uh, you know, subconsciously I just won't go to the app for a while. Either I see something, you know. I can't even think of, of a situation or circumstance that would happen, but it's just like that natural rhythm. I think it's uh, where you kind of go in cycles and you just kind of cycle off not going to Reddit for a little bit. But obviously right now I'm definitely heavily on the Reddit cycle. And like you said, I use it for, I use it for news. So it's the first app I open even before Twitter a lot of the time, just because Twitter, I'm following people, uh, a set group of people. Now I follow a lot of people. I think I follow over 600 people, but it's people I've chosen to follow. And even though I've made a conscious effort to try to expand my bubble, right. And and not get caught so much in the echo chamber. I want opposing views and I want people outside of my field and not just tech people and not just sports people. So I try to follow a wide range, but I still feel like I don't get the whole story. I still feel like I don't get all of the information which is crazy in this day and age to even say that. But Reddit, that's not me choosing to follow anybody. That's people around the world upvoting what they think are the most important stories, what they think are the most must-look-at, must-see type of videos or, or photos, things like that. So I like that aspect of it. So that's why I use them for, for news so often. And inevitably, it just leads to why I use them for uh, uh, entertainment. Uh, I use them for advice. I'll be honest. I a lot of the stuff I used to Google, I add the word Reddit at the end of my uh, of my search query now, and, because I know that there's going to be people who answered on Reddit who are trying to they you know not everybody's trying to help, but it just seems like they're more helpful. Uh, so I found a wide range of use for for Reddit over the last uh, you know in this most recent I guess cycle of me using it. Okay, interesting. Um, do you read like? like world news u.s news like general you know news like i don't know airplane crashes in idaho kind of news or or is it still very focused news about sports or or technology or things like that 
It's, you know, it's not focused. And I, I think that's why I like it because again, it's, I'm reading what's most upvoted because that's just how it works, right? My homepage of Reddit inside the Narwhal app. Yeah, there's a few subreddits that I subscribe to. Like it's a www. It's called awe. And that's where there's like cute dog pics, cute baby bunny pics. Um, just kind of a nice, you know, uh, mental breather for a second to be like, Oh, okay. That's nice. Uh, but I also follow, I think I follow Mac setups just to see what other people's Mac setups are like. So there's a few of those, but for the most part, what I see on my homepage as I'm scrolling down through my feed or scrolling up through my feed is the, the most popular upvoted stories on Reddit. It's called the subreddit's called R all, which means this is the front page. They call it the front page of the internet Mm -hmm. for a reason. And so I will see anything from world news, uh, there's sometimes that a sport event, like something in the World Cup, like I think when Neymar did his flop or something like that, the video will be upvoted enough to where I'll see it in my scroll. Uh, but it, it's just, it, it literally could be anything, you know, like there's today I learned and there's a whole subreddit on people posting things that they didn't know before that they just learned today. And they're usually pretty interesting facts. There's also, uh, our fitness, I go on there. There's tips and stuff all the time for uh, people who are figuring out like life hacks for staying on a diet or doing exercise. I mean, it sounds like I'm doing a sales pitch for Reddit here, but um, I definitely can see how that's my most used app by a long shot and how I spend so much time because it's I don't just go there to look at the R Sports subreddit and then I'm done. I literally just kind of check out everything and I feel like it expands my horizons. It, it's expands my field of view in terms of things I know throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So see my, uh, my, my news reading here, uh, since we're on, on the news topic is mostly done in, in two apps, uh, Tweetbot. We talked about that before. Tweetbot is, uh, exclusively for, for Apple news. That's where I get all my Apple news from. Uh, and that explains why I spend about three hours and 20 minutes in the last seven days in Tweetbot, just, uh, just browsing stuff. And when I see important, uh, interesting stuff, I'll either send it to, uh, to myself via email to read it, uh, to read it later, or I read it on, on the spot. Um, and obviously I manage my, my own Twitter account and, uh, the IDB Twitter account in Twitter as well and Tweetbot as well. Uh, so replying and stuff like this, um, three hours and 20 minutes doesn't seem like much to me. I would have expected, um, uh, if you had asked me to estimate my time spent in Tweetbot every week, I would have put it probably around the five hour mark. Um, so I'm happy and maybe it's because, you know, I'm more like in vacation mode right now than in working mode. Uh, that might explain why it is lower than I would have expected. Uh, my, my other app that I use daily to read the news is Reader. We talked about that one as well before. It's an RSS, um, feed application. I use it with a service called Feedly. So, uh, Feedly is a web service where you can, um, just add, you know, a bunch of RSS feed that you want to follow. You can categorize them, put them in folders and stuff like this. So I have different subfolders. I have one for US news. I have, uh, for world news. Sorry. I have one for, um, French, France news. And I have one for technology. And usually I, I check this in the morning. And at the end of the day, when I go to bed or something, I'll, I catch up with the news and sometimes sporadically during the day, especially when I'm on vacation like this. But um, uh, this is where I do like 
my non uh, non Apple news reading. And again, like if I see I use the same technique, if I see something that I don't have time reading, I'll just email the Oracle to myself. And then, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep looking at the feed and until I get to the bottom of my feed and, and clear this. And then later on during the day, I know I'll go back to my email at some point, And that's when I'll be uh, clicking the link and reading the article I was interested in, in reading. But most of it is like headline browsing, really, rather than just, you know, spending an hour just reading articles upon articles. Uh, so that's that's the extent of my news. And actually, you can see also on my uh, on my list here that the news app, Apple's news app, is in there uh, with 26 minutes over the course of the last seven days. It's an app that I want to use uh, because I'd like to consolidate my news reading, but it's still not there. Um, and especially... Um, it's it's very it's very U.S. focused right now. It's uh, the news app is only open to the United States and maybe Canada and maybe Australia, but it, it is not uh, available in France. That means I can't have any news from uh, the sources, sources I follow yeah. in France. Yeah, that's and that's a big downside uh, to me, and that's really what prevents me from uh, making it um, like the go-to place for for my news. Um, but other than that, I'll, I'll sometimes pop in there. Uh, it's not on my home screen. It's in, in my Apple folder on my home screen. And sometimes I'll pop in there and, and see, um, see, you know, just get different kind of... It's more for entertainment um, than actual purely news because I get my pure news in Reader. Uh, this is more right. for entertainment and see uh, different sources. Um, so that you mentioned Apple News... The only time I ever go into that app is when I click on a notification and it just occurred to me that I turned off those notifications probably it's it's probably been 2 or 3 weeks now. I can't remember why I initially did it. I feel like it was because of uh like we were going to record a podcast or something. I didn't want to put it all the way in airplane mode and those just tend to be the most I don't know annoying or I really couldn't tell you why I turned off those notifications, but they're off on my iPhone. They have been for a few weeks now. And so that's why uh, news does not appear at all in my list because I think it would otherwise uh, because, I, like I said, if I see even a remotely interesting story pop up in my notifications and I want to say I get about, you know, from the sources I follow in there, I probably get between five and ten notifications a day. They're mostly news and sports stuff. I don't follow tech stuff that way. Um, I get most of my tech stuff through Twitter. Uh, but uh, the uh, – so, Yeah. That's why Apple News cannot be found. I'm with you. I can't put my finger on it. There's some reason I can't use that as my everyday. Uh, I don't know if it's, it doesn't feel linear. It doesn't feel, uh, you know, uh, chronological. Um, there's something about it, and it's a very beautiful designed app to my eyes. Like it's just, it's very sharp looking, but there's something very off putting. I don't know if I just like my news type of text to be smaller and not in your face and try to be you know, overly designed and maybe that's what Apple news is, but there's something off about that where I can't just make that my daily go-to news type stuff. Uh, so you do have Tweetbot in there as number two application. Yeah. Most number two, most used. And you spend what I would estimate I spend in Tweetbot about five hours and 45 minutes in the last seven days. That's pretty good. That's a quite a bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. High score. Uh, no, um, I will say that, uh, I use I don't use Tweetbot on my Mac really anymore. 
there's been a problem with I've had issues with Tweetbot for Mac for a long time just in terms of performance. Like um I was hoping that with this latest update they just had for Tweetbot for Mac that they would you know I I read that they did a complete rebuild yada 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 but I couldn't find anybody mention hey it doesn't lag anymore or hey it doesn't there's a, there's an awful lag problem my timeline gets stuck all the time and, I, and you know I've tried all the usual troubleshooting stuff I've uninstalled I've reinstalled um, it might just be a problem with, I think I just, in my laptop, I just have eight gigs of memory. Maybe I really need 16 with some of the stuff I run sometimes, but, um, that one's usually one of the first, when I start getting a lot of windows open, that one's the first to kind of stop and I can't scroll up or down in it. And it's, uh, I, I kind of get the beach ball. I try to do a search in my timeline, which is something I find myself doing a lot. And I it just, it lags, like it slows down to a crawl, just trying to register that I want to do a search for it. So for a while now, I just haven't been using it at all on my uh, laptop. I just have it either pulled up in my phone or my iPad. Usually my phone, though, because I sit my phone and the, uh, my keyboard has an attached holder uh, cradle to it. And so I just kind of sit my phone in there and do most of my browsing in there. So that's why it, I guess it looks so much more heavy on, on Tweetbot because that's what I would estimate I did in, nor- in, you know, in normal usage between my phone and my Mac. Because, again, that's where I get all my news and tech stuff throughout the days. Um, it's where we do a lot of communicating. If there's a sale or something going on via IDB, then uh, I'll either tweet from my account or from the IDB deals account. Um, but yeah, I think that explains why it's almost six hours on my phone. Um, and your Instagram usage uh, is also pretty super high. high. Well. Yeah. Yeah, there's a theme going on here, man. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you're getting me pretty good with these topic ideas. You're like, how can we catch Cody totally off guard? Because <laughs> if you would have told me last week we were doing this, I would have monitored the heck out of my out of my usage here. Um, yeah, Instagram's a weird one. I don't have a great explanation for that. I don't get any kind of intellectual benefit out of Instagram. I don't even do that much posting myself. Um, it usually goes in spurts, right? It goes in, I'll do like, okay, here's three pictures I've been wanting to post and they look pretty cool to me, so I'll post them. But then I won't post for weeks. Um, so I, it's mostly consuming content and it's mostly not intelligent content. It's uh, I follow a lot of accounts. I, we've talked about this before, but just to kind of add a little context to this number, I follow accounts like... Uh, um, house of highlights. It's like sports highlight clips all under a minute long, obviously. And, uh, so it's really easy. I follow so many of those accounts. It's really easy and some famous people, but it's really easy to just scroll through that feed. I imagine it's what a lot of people's addiction to Facebook is like, right? Where you just yeah. thumbing through that yeah. feed and you're just like, Oh, okay. And it's just almost subconscious and you're not even really paying attention, but you're somehow absorbing a little bit of the information. You're somehow getting a little bit of something from it, not much. Um, that's how I would describe my Instagram look, or you know, my scrolling through my Instagram feed. Yeah. And I've been, I've you know, I've made efforts to, I've cut down a lot of the kind of crappier uh, accounts that I follow. Um, if I was going to try to curb any type of app usage in here, it would definitely be Instagram. Because as I said, I, I really there's no, you know, actual tangible benefit from it. Like I feel like I get from both Narwhal and Tweetbot. It's <laughs> It's purely just a drivel. Yeah, and Instagram is actually my number three uh, top used app as well. Um, much less to a much lesser extent. <laughs> uh, about an hour and 40 minutes of usage of Instagram over the past seven days. 
right. Instagram is what I do when I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah, same here. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's if I use, I mean, I do have Facebook and I do have the app on my phone, but I very, very, very rarely even launch it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my that would be my Facebook, my variation of Facebook. You know, my wife uses Facebook. I use and she uses Instagram too, as a matter of fact. But like the way she uses Facebook is the way I use Instagram. I just open this and scroll and scroll and scroll until it tells me that I'm up to date, or it doesn't, and then at some maybe I move on and do something else. I've been um, since the World Cup actually. I've been watching more and more stories. I've been following some of the players of uh, the France team, and uh, especially like late as after they won the World Cup, uh, you know, they're on vacation and stuff, and a bunch of them are on, on vacation in the U.S. So I've been following them like on Instagram and trying to figure. Out, I mean, to just relating to where they are and stuff like this, you know, across the U.S., Los Angeles <laughs> and Las Vegas and Miami. I'm like, oh, cool, I've been here, I've been there. And uh, hoping that maybe I can bump into them in some airport or something, I don't know. Um, right. But I've been, my my stories usage has been going way up in the last, uh, in the last uh, maybe two or three weeks. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, Instagram is, is nice and, and relaxing. It's like a little mini vacation on my phone, you know. And I'm like, oh, cool. Let's see what people are doing uh, around the world. And I do follow uh, so a few football players and uh, a few friends and family. But mostly it's like nice photos, nice photographs. Uh, yeah, it could be, uh, you know, people, what I would call like adventures, that people who travel the world and stuff like this, uh, surfers. Uh, so usually I, I look at this, I look at Instagram to look at beautiful images and not necessarily a photo of one of my friend's kids eating, you know, popcorn and, you know, <laughs> and, and looking all cute in front of the TV or something like that. Yeah, agree. That's a bulk of what mine is made up of too, is, uh, non friends and family type members. Uh, both of us have Safari in, in the most used application. And I guess it's, it makes sense, right? I mean, right. the, the, the iPhone is after all, an internet communicator. So, um, so yeah, spending time on Safari makes sense for various reasons. Um, mostly for me, it's just you know, mostly probably just in Google, or or when I save articles to to read later, news articles. You know, I'll pop into Safari and 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 open the link in Safari. Um, I don't use Chrome. Um, I do have Chrome on my. On my phone, but I I don't use it. I sometimes use to troubleshoot stuff on IDB's website. So if there's something broken, I'm like, oh, what's going on? Let's see if it's broken in Chrome as well. Okay, it's not broken in Chrome, so maybe it's just you know a local issue with my uh, with Safari or something. And uh, but that's that's uh, that's my usage of Chrome. About an hour uh, of uh, Safari, about an hour uh, in the past. Seven days, which seems very low again. I'm like, I would have expected at least twice that, but I guess the iPhone doesn't lie. Yeah. Um, it's weird to me. Oh, well, just as a side note, you said you have Chrome. I also have Chrome installed on my phone. It was more for, I mentioned a problem. Uh, it's been weeks now, but I mentioned a problem with iOS 12 beta that was cutting off half of my Safari windows and not letting me see whole web pages. Uh, but that has since ceased. And so as you can see on my list, Chrome's nowhere up there. Uh, but like you, I use it as kind of a backup or a, a troubleshooter type thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. I think it's funny that screen time breaks down 
So they say you're in Safari all this time, but then they even break it down for websites. Yeah. Um, so you can see a few slots below Safari is Google.com, like you said, which is what we both use it most for. A uh, couple spots below that, though, you'll see Amazon.com, which is for me, uh, pretty simple to guess why. Um, I do our daily IDB deals column. Um, I'm always looking at the Amazon uh, deal of the days. We just had Prime Day. Um, Amazon is by far the biggest deal listing site we go through, uh, just because they always seem to be running some type of promotion. Um, and then I noticed right under Amazon.com, it's awaytravel.com. This is way out of the ordinary. Um, and I can't believe it's 18 minutes here. Uh, like you said, numbers, numbers don't lie, I guess. This is a, uh, like a connected bag company. Like they do, uh, they make luggage that has, uh, uh, like ejectable uh, batteries so you can charge your phones, things like that. Anyways, a PR person contacted me um, within the last couple of days and was like, hey, we'd love you to check this out, try one out. And they said, please look at our lineup and pick one. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, this one looks cool. Um, so otherwise, that would not be in there. And I almost feel like I just gave him free promotion here. But what the heck? Uh I want we skipped over one of your top three apps and that's tabs. Have you been playing a lot of guitar while you're on vacation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice we uh, skipped that one. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of guitar, uh, not only on vacation, but just like for the past. That's right. You said you were taking lessons. Yeah, I was taking taking lessons. I was taking lessons and it didn't really pay off. So next year, I mean, (laughs) this, this, you know, like this, um, this coming up, uh, this year coming up, uh, in September, like classes start again music classes start again i'm gonna st- stop it i'm not getting as much as i hoped out of it um but i think i'm going to be taking singing classes uh come september uh, oh. and, uh, yeah but i've been spending a lot of time um uh on youtube and in this app called uh, i think it's called uh, ultimate guitar um this tabs app that you see in my it's actually my top my number two most used app on iphone i typically use this app more on ipad because of the screen uh right. the screen size you know and but here i'm traveling and uh you know i just my ipad is not necessarily always next to me whereas my iphone is always in my pocket so you know i'm by the lake uh i just i'm just not going in the bed in the bedroom to grab my ipad i just pull out my iphone and um and get and use the tabs app. Uh, it's it is uh, for guitar players. I think it might be the best uh, tabs app out there. Uh, they have an incredible database uh, of applications. They have different versions. They have like what they call the pro versions and the tablatures and the chord versions and everything. It's very. It feels very very complete. It's not perfect. And I hate how it's always nagging you to upgrade the in-app purchase. They have like 14,000 different in-app purchases. And I, I, I thought I bought most of them. And there's always something up coming up, something new coming up. Hey, do you want to check this out? Do you want to check? And this is kind of annoying, uh, considering I spent maybe probably 20 or 30 or 40 bucks in this app total. Like at that point, you should stop bothering me with pop-ups. You know, like put a banner at the bottom of the homepage if you want, but don't, you know, don't pop the stuff in the middle of my screen. Um, but besides that, it's a really, really good application uh, for not not only for beginners, but for any uh, guitar player that just wants to be able to look at a song very quickly and figure out the chords or the tabs or you know a riff in a song or anything. 
Um, so highly, highly recommended um, guitar guitar application. Okay, cool. Uh, obviously, I want to. There's a couple more here I want to ask you about, but first, let's take a quick break and uh, get a word from our sponsors. Yep. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Jamf Now. Jamf Now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your Apple devices. It's easy to keep track of your own Mac, your own iPhone, your own iPad, but what about the other Apple devices that you have in your company? Uh, as a business grows, so does its digital inventory, making it harder to manage everyone's Apple devices. And this is especially true if you have employees uh, working remotely. Now with GMF Now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, and of course, you can even lock or wipe a device as needed from just about anywhere as long as you have an internet connection. GMF Now manages devices so you can focus on your business instead. And one of the best things about GMF Now is that no IT experience is needed. Um, it's just made for, uh, for, for small businesses that don't necessarily have an IT guy to take care of this. Um, now let's talk iOS listeners can start securing their own business today by setting up their first three devices for free forever. So that means you can uh, set up, you know, an iPad, a Mac, an iPhone for free forever. If you, if you need to add more devices, you can add more for just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash iOS. That is J-A-M-F dot com slash iOS. Okay, uh, so you, I see maps in here, and I just immediately want to ask you, because everything we've seen over the last couple of months has been that maps is getting better, right? Apple's really uh, doubling down on it. We heard they're releasing this their own version of maps that they've been working on, they've been building for the last five or six years. You were back in a place that you were at a year ago using maps. Is it improved? Can you tell a difference? No, I can't really tell the difference. Um you know, it might be improved. I, I, I just uh, maybe I don't go granular enough into maps to to figure it out. Um, I just use it because it's the default app, and I find it nicer to use than than uh, Google Maps. Um, I tried. I think we discussed about that before. Uh, Waze in the past, and I just cannot stand the user interface. I I, I can't really stand anything about it. Really. Um, <laughs> It's not always accurate. <laughs> it's and you know, I mean, I always joke that uh, Maps tells me to drive in through someone's living room to shave like one minute off of my, uh, yeah, of my ride, and and it feels like this sometimes. Or like, why am I driving through this neighborhood? Like, and maybe it's saving me, you know, a minute or two minutes over an hour drive. But I, I'm driving like 25 miles an hour. There's kids on the side of the road playing and stuff. It doesn't feel right. You know, I'd rather be driving more and be driving 65 miles an hour than, than being in this neighborhood just to save it a minute or two. Um, and, 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 you know, I know that Waze users are very strong about it. My cousin swears by Waze and always, you know, when I, when I criticize Waze, uh, he, he he always tell me I don't get it. I should you know I should try it again and stuff. I I just don't like it. I just don't like it. And right. I don't use maps enough. It's not like I'm doing like um, it's not like I'm a I'm a sales guy on the road or the you know all day. And I really need to optimize my drive. I need maps to go from you know point A to point B and uh and uh and that's it. You know I you 
like for example, in the past week, we used maps to drive up here to Michigan, um, yeah, because it gets a little confusing once once you get like up north in Michigan, uh, and we use that. But you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like using uh, using anything else. And maybe I'm I'm dumb for not even willing to try anything else. Um, but it works fine as is. And uh, as we say in France, you don't want to change a winning team. So. Uh, maps works good for me and I'm just going to be keeping it that doesn't mean it's perfect um, the other day what was I doing the other day that was like come on so, oh, well, when we were driving to to Michigan so I had the maps I had the directions going on right so it was sending me you know turn right keep going or turn left you know get the next exit kind of thing and then I was right. looking for a specific restaurant along the, ru- the, the route on the road you know, we are on the freeway, so we're driving 65, 70 miles an hour, whatever the speed limit is, here is. And then I was like, okay, I'm looking for this one specific uh, restaurant. It's like Cracker, Cracker Barrel or something. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, yeah, it's one of our, uh, it's uh, some, somewhat of a, tra- it's a tradition almost to stop here now when we drive to Michigan. I think that's for everybody. Well, I've uh, Cracker Barrel, not to interrupt you, but Cracker Barrel has been a staple in my family's travel time for a long time as well. They've got that nice little country store and all this candy and they serve yeah. great rolls and cornbread. This ad, yep. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so, though. No, it's not. But so, you know, like, so I had the directions on and then I was like, okay, I want to search along my road, you know, my, my, my route. And they, I couldn't, I couldn't, I could search for restaurants, you know, like Apple gives you like a, a button for restaurants and gas station, but they, sure. they, they, I couldn't find, I mean, maybe I missed it. Uh, I doubt it, but maybe I missed it. I, but I couldn't find like a search box, like, okay, type in exactly what you want, what you're looking for. And we'll look for it on your route. I couldn't. And I was like, that is so dumb because that's, you know, that's a very basic feature. And another basic feature that it's missing, I and I, maybe I'm, I'm making up this one because I think it's been fixed, actually. Um, adding uh, multiple stops. I'm, I, I'm, I might be... It's not something I use very often, but last time I tried to use it, and that was maybe... A, that was a while ago. That was definitely before iOS 12. Um, I was like, okay, I want to go here, and then you know I want to go to point uh, B, and then C, and then D. How do I do this? You, I, I don't think you can do this in uh, in Apple Maps. You know, you have run route and that's it. But now that I'm saying that, I think recently they added like um, uh, an, an in between, so you can start your destination to your point D, and then at some point you can say, well, I actually want to go to B in between and C and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, even if, even if it works like this, it's not super obvious. Um, and that's one of the downsides I think of maps. But, uh, other than that, it's great. I even use it, uh, very often when we travel to find restaurants around. Uh, so for example, we are in Italy or something. I'll just, um, go into the maps app and, uh, look for restaurants around me and look at the ratings and stuff and look at reviews. You can do this directly from the maps app. It's fairly convenient uh, for that as well. So I use it. I use it quite a bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's kind of my default uh, maps app as well. I think you've made a really good point. We're just not really what you would consider commuters. 
right? There's some people who really grind it out and they are on the road. Um, I got a buddy that drives an hour to work, um, drives to multiple sales calls throughout the day, and he drives an hour home. I mean, so we're talking, that's some serious road time where if you can shave, you know, substantial amount of time off that, you're, you're more than willing to try other apps. But, uh, yeah. us, I just, I don't think we're, we're in that, uh, sort of business. Um, I just want to talk about Cracker Barrel now. Have you ever played the, uh, <laughs> the little, uh, the T game, right? With the triangle and you move the T's, the golf T's around in the triangle? No. It's at every table, but you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't even know what you're talking okay. about. Next time you're there, look for it. It's, I mean, it's on every table, but it's usually they kind of tuck it away behind like the, uh, where the menu holders are. But it's this game. I used to always play it with my grandpa and you move the T's and basically you have to like jump over a T to remove the T. And the goal is to have only one T left remaining. And it, it, there's even like a little ranking system. It's like if you lose or if you have four T's or more remaining at the end, you're not super smart. But it's like if you get down to like two T's or one T's, then you're a genius. So I think I've got one T down to one T once, but I was younger, so I probably cheated. <laughs> uh, just knowing myself, I was like, I probably like just tossed one off to the side or something. Um, no. Uh, so. There's another one that sticks out on your list, and that's email, because that is not the normal email application. And I know you've mentioned this before, uh, that you use that as kind of a supplemental app, but it's clearly like your preferred on iPhone uh, email application now. Right, right, right. And last time we talked about this, when we did our, our home screen uh, setup show off, I had uh, the mail, the stock mail application in my dock. And I explained that I was using it again because iOS 12 had just launched and I wanted to give the mail app, the stock mail app, which is still my preferred mail application out of all of them, uh, another try. But um, I'm always plagued with some issues and I'm, I always seem to be the only person having these issues. And I'm wondering if I have like a very specific setting turned on in the, in the mail settings that causes this. Or maybe it's the amount of emails I have in my inbox that the mail app can can deal with. I don't know, but from time to and it does this on my iPad too, by the way. Now, um, so I'm gonna go, for example, on my I'll be on my Mac and I use the stock mail app on my Mac and I have no problem with it. But say I delete an email on my on my Mac and I launch my iPhone, you know, an hour later or whatever, and this email that I deleted is still here on my iPhone, I'm like, and I look at my mic, it's gone. It is definitely deleted, but it's still showing in my inbox on iPhone. I'm like, this doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And it does the same thing on my, on my iPad. And I have the same settings, like my iPad and my iPhone have the exact same settings as far as the mail setup goes. So I'm, I'm thinking there has to be something that I turned on in there um, that has to be causing this little bug or sometimes it will take just like a long time to just uh, search for or look for new emails, and uh, and and I dealt with this for years, and then eventually I think last year um, or maybe a couple of years ago when uh, the email I think it's called Mail by Edison when this app came out. Uh, I gave it a try and I was like, this is as close as it gets to the stock mail application and it is crazy fast 
and I don't have any of the issues I have with a stock mail application. Um, the email uh, mail by Edison is not the best. You know, it's it's it. I mean, it's not perfect, uh, but to me, it's at, as close to perfect as it can be, and that's why it is my default uh, email app. Um, you know, my, now the stock mail application is stuck in the in the in my Apple folder on my home screen, uh, and I rarely, if ever, use it anymore. The only time where I would use it is, for example, I was telling you that sometimes I email myself like a news article to read later. Um, right. So I email, you know, I use a stock mail uh, share sheet, uh, the stock share, you know, I use the share sheet and I use the stock mail app to e- to send that email. And because I rarely launch the stock mail app now, like the messages I send to myself, the emails I send to myself, um, they just get stuck in the outbox uh, box mailbox, and you know they just don't get sent. Uh, I guess because the app was killed, you know, because it hasn't been used for like three days, and I've used like forty different other apps in in between, and and I always figured that I needed it needed to you know close this app, and uh, so that, that that's the only time where I'm going to launch the mail app these days. I'm like, oh, didn't I send myself an email this morning? And now I know. I'm like, oh, it's probably stuck in the the uh, in the out out um, outbox, outgoing mailbox. So I go, I launch the mail app, the stock mail app, and boom, it sends the email and 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 done. And that's about the only time now I'm going to use the the stock mail app. I I just wish every time there's an iOS update, you know, I I wish that it fixes my issue, but it never does. It never does, and it's been going on for for years. And that's why I use um. Uh, email by Edison, uh, best, uh, best, best uh, next thing, and it's free. I think I don't think I paid. maybe it's I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I paid for this, but uh, it's I, I believe it's entirely free. I don't even know if there's any in-app purchase. So it's a great one to uh, to look at. Yeah, it sounds like there might you might have unchecked the setting that said delete off of server when you delete email as well, right? For that one specific problem, I I know I've seen that setting before. Uh, and so if it's not. I, I mean, I've seen this thing before, but it's not something I touch. That's definitely not something I touch. Uh, something, you know, one of the settings that I, and I'm trying to go, where is it? Oh, it's in accounts now. That's right, moved. Um, one of the, um, one of the settings I change, and I'm thinking it might have to do with that, is I go in advance, you know, in account information. I go in advance, and instead of uh, move discarded messages into archive mailbox, I delete them. So move discarded messages into deleted. So that means when I read a message in the mail, uh, the stock mail application, uh, I you know like the I don't have the archive button. I have the delete button to delete the email, and that's the only real tweak that I make. I make this tweak and I change the name of the mailbox, you know, the, the, the description. So I have one that's called Gmail and the other one is called IDB. So I know the Gmail one is my personal and the IDB is the IDB email. And that's about it. I don't map folders differently. I don't touch anything else. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, use any, uh, I don't tweak any server port information or anything like this. I don't know. I don't know. I just know it's been, I've been plagued by this issue for years, literally years. <laughs> so, yeah. And you're not even in the uh, Bermuda tech triangle, tech Bermuda triangle either. No, I, I moved out of it. <laughs> 
I'm like you, though. I don't use the stock email application. Again, this is something we've kind of covered a little before, so I won't go too into it. But I use Spark, uh, not just on iPhone, but on Mac, too. And it's another free client, good third-party client. And I'll tell you what, there's again, it's not something I can put my finger on, but there's something I just really don't like about Apple's uh, the stock mail application. I think it started with not being able to swipe. Um, that was what drew me to Spark initially. I know that Apple's since caught up with its own application, but uh, with Spark, I could just swipe. I think I swipe left on a message, and boom, it's deleted. So that's a really quick way. That's a one. That's one touch, one movement for me to get rid of an email. And if I want to, I can hold my finger down on one email, and then I can start selecting multiple emails to delete as well. So it gives me the quickest way, you know, kind of let you have your cake and eat it too, to uh, clear an inbox. Um, but what's grown to be my favorite feature is the uh, I have like five or six email accounts, right? You know, just a, a work one, a personal one, a spam one, a, this one. Uh, so I like that uh, Spark allows you to log in with one account and it'll log in the rest of them for you. And so that's been a huge that's a huge boost to when I get a new device or uh, if I have to wipe a device and I have to reinstall everything or, you know, things like that. Things you would have to re-sign in, re-download the, the app and, and re-sign into things. This shortens my reinstall time significantly because you've got to think each email address has two-factor authentication. And so not only are you logging in, but you've got to let Google send you a text message and then you get the number and then you put that back and... Uh, which is a very underrated feature, honestly, of iOS 12 is that it pulls the, uh, it'll pull the, uh, authentication code from your text messages and put it, it puts it right on your clipboard so you can just paste it in. It's a very, that's a very handy feature as much as I use two factor authentication. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a little side note, a little side story. I got, have you heard about this, uh, this phishing attempt scam or what? I got hit with the Bitcoin password bug. Have you heard about this? No. What is it? It's uh, what happened was somebody, uh, and I found it in my spam folder. So I would have never seen this if I wasn't looking for an email from another company in my spam folder. But I saw it in my spam folder, and the subject line was my password. Now it's an old password. It's one I haven't used for any service really for any years. I'm guessing it was an old Yahoo password or something. But uh, I did some digging. I did a little research on this, and it turns out that. You know, you hear about these hackings, these major hackings. I guess not so much here recently, but there for a year or two. It just seemed like every month there was another big service attack. And I think mm-hmm. this one was was from Yahoo. But anyways, it says Yahoo, 400 million username and passwords are exposed. And I'm guessing these are posted somewhere and, and you know, people with malicious intent can scrape them and, and look for them. And they were able to pull out my email and my password. And so they sent me this email with my password in the subject line and a very, like a very threatening message in the body part of it that just basically said, I installed a keylogger on your machine. Uh, I know what you've been looking at. Like very, if you've ever seen that black mirror episode where the people get kind of blackmailed uh, via their digital equipment, they very reminiscent of that. Um, but anyways, they demanded that I deposit like $3,500 into a Bitcoin account, or they were going to post these videos they had of me. And I just thought, man, if you were somebody that maybe had a darker second life or maybe you weren't familiar with these types of scams or anything like that, you would probably send them the money. It was that kind of uh, real feeling that you'd probably go, ah, I better I better send them this money. Um, obviously, I didn't. And it being an old password, I was fine. I even went through my one password and, and changed, you know, 
I didn't have to change anything, but I looked to make sure if I needed to change anything. Um, but yeah. And I noticed there's some other people I follow on Twitter and tech that, uh, uh, this guy, this author over at Buzzfeed, um, I noticed he posted about the same problem. So this is the thing. If you get, uh, if you, somebody sends you your password and, uh, tells you to put money in a Bitcoin thing, just don't do it. I would have to figure out how to get Bitcoins first. <laughs> you email him back you'll be like what's a bitcoin yeah i'm like how do you i how the guy's just I... like don't even worry about it don't even worry about it dude i deleted the video this is ridiculous we cool we cool bro we cool yeah we're good oh man okay so that's email yes i we've skipped one of yours uh heads up yeah which which is a game right right yeah yeah yeah. and that's the only game on on the list from for both you and i yeah i don't play a lot of games i think i have fortnite on my phone but you're playing against console people and people with pcs it's just not even worth trying uh but yeah heads up that's a that's a very fun like kind of it's a party game so i only play it when i'm like hanging out with friends uh we uh well i mean honestly people will ask me to pull that out even when we're at the bar is probably where this was played at um so you're at the bar you're getting drinks with friends there's you know there might be five people at the table and maybe you see some people up there that you know and so maybe one or two other people join you uh but we we get so into it we'll even have the our waitress will stop what she's doing and play with us um so basically it's just you're supposed to put on your forehead but we don't because we're out in public and uh it's just picture it's almost like family feud or you know something you just it tells you it gives you whatever category you're in so let's say you're in the movie category so let's say you want to get your group to guess Cinderella um well you can say anything you want really but you can't say Cinderella and if they guess it then you tilt it towards you uh, because it's not on your forehead you tilt it towards you and it'll count as a point and you're really just trying to beat your own score I mean, you could play in teams and keep score, but really what we just try to do is get the highest score ever. Um, so it's pretty fun. It's again, and it's fun in a group of people, even when you're not really keeping score the way it's meant to be. And when you're not really using it the way it's meant to be, because you're supposed to have it on your forehead and it'll even record other people's reactions. It'll take a video recording, which is kind of weird. So I usually turn that off, but, um, yeah, it gets requests whenever we're out and about the, you know, um, they're like, hey, pull out heads up. Let's let's play. All right, fun. Yeah. Um, I see YouTube is at the same uh, rank for both of us in the last seven days. Yeah. Uh, you spend about twenty five minutes. I spend about fifty minutes in the last seven days on YouTube, and that's on iPhone. Uh, for me, as I was, it, it goes back to uh, playing guitar. I watch a lot of YouTube, and that's again mostly on my iPad for playing guitar. I watch a lot of. Uh, of uh, guitar lessons and and uh, tutorials on how to play certain songs, and I've been doing this a lot, of, a little bit of this on my iPhone the past few days. But again, like my YouTube usage on my iPad would be way, way, way higher than these forty-eight minutes on iPhone, and that's mostly. I mean, I mostly use YouTube for for uh, guitar. I sometimes go into usage spurs of YouTube where I'm gonna watch other stuff, uh, maybe some you know a couple of tech videos or some sort of dumb stuff or some uh, Casey Neistat. I used to. I don't watch this too much anymore. I, I don't know. It's kind of getting old. I feel like, um, 
I don't know. I don't even know what I watch on YouTube. Sometimes, you know, it's sometimes it's YouTube, you know, it's like the, 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 the black hole. Once you get into it, you just get sucked in it. And then the next video is oh, you're like, Oh, yeah, that looks good. Okay. Oh, it's only seven minutes. I watched that one. And then another one comes up. So like, Oh, yeah, that looks pretty good. Like YouTube, Google is amazing at figuring out like <laughs> right. to me anyway, to me, it's amazing at figuring out what I want to, uh, to, to watch next. Um, so. Again, I go for spur. Sometimes I'm going to spend a lot of time on YouTube watching a bunch of different things. Sometimes I'm not going to do anything on YouTube. Um, but mostly it's, again, for, for, for music. I, I probably use it for, I'll pull up a music video every now and then, especially if I can't find it for whatever reason on Apple Music. The song I'm looking for, I'll go, okay, I'll find it on YouTube here quick. The bad part is you basically have to watch the video because there's no background uh, sound available if you don't have YouTube Red account. Um, so there's that. I also watch, you know, all kinds of my YouTube history is weird. It's very eclectic in terms. I watch, uh, there's a guy named Doug DeMiro that does, uh, he reviews exotic cars and he's just got this style about him that, uh, you know, he points out like how many cup holders are in a Ferrari. You know, he's like, can you believe it's got six cup holders? You know, so he points out like interesting tidbits about these. These types of things. I also watch, you know, some of the bigger tech reviewers like MKBHD and, and some of those guys. It's usually only on bigger product announcements. I don't care what they think about the the red phone, red 4K phone. It's usually, you know, if it's Apple related or maybe a major Samsung launch. Um, like you said, though, it's really easy to go down a rabbit hole. You know, like something YouTube can always get me with is SNL skits. And if you're the type of person, I don't watch SNL the show very consistently because there's a lot of skits that aren't funny but if um, something there's something about it that if they make it to youtube then they're pretty good and if it makes it into my recommended field uh i will watch them and laugh <laughs> laugh a lot so uh yeah so mostly it's mostly entertainment obviously but every once in a while i'll get uh, a sports clip or i guess that's entertainment um i don't really do much news on youtube so yeah it's all entertainment uh, we both have messages in there, so it's almost self-explanatory, right? We have friends, we have family, and we send them messages. Right. <laughs> <There is> no, <laughs> Thanks no, for breaking that down. <laughs> there's no real third-party application for that, although one could argue that uh, on our screen time here, there is no... Um, uh, Facebook Messenger. There is no WhatsApp, WhatsApp. There is no WeChat. Yeah, any of these uh, third-party messaging applications. Uh, so it's pretty straightforward. I have Slack in there, which is messages for for work. So nothing too exciting. Are you still having problems with notifications in Slack in iOS 12? No, no, no. It was the very oh, first. I am. You you are? Oh, it was the yeah. very first. The very first uh, beta. Uh, broke it, but then Slack released an update that fixed it within like days. They released an update, and I think they specifically said, uh, even even though I think they're not supposed to, I think they specifically said like this fixes like problems in iOS 12 or something. Yeah, I'm still having the problem, but I'm having a problem with another app or two as well in terms of notifications. So I don't think it's just Slack, but there's something. Maybe I'll have to look in my settings again. But uh, where I most notice it is over the weekend because you'll you'll message me in Slack and say, hey, is this a good starting time? And I won't see that message for hours. And I'll just I'll just randomly be going through my notifications like my today screen or whatever. Just scroll through it real quick and I'll be like, oh, well, there you go. That was five hours ago. Um, So, yeah, there's something something still wrong with my notifications. But again, it's multiple apps. I don't think it's Slack there. 
Okay. Um, I'm looking at mine. I still have a couple of other apps, FaceTime. So again, fair, safe, explanatory, right? Camera app. Right. And that that's about all I have in here. Uh, I see you have another app that stands out to me. It's the remote application where you spend, you spend quite a bit of time on. So I assume yeah. this is your... Uh, your main way of controlling your Apple TV, or or, yeah. or, or is it like a, a an additional way of controlling the Apple TV? It's been the main way recently. My, it's just the just chalk this one up to laziness. My uh, remote died, and I just haven't charged it within the last week, probably. So uh, it's a for Apple TV four. So uh, yeah, I've just been using the remote app. It's just so convenient, right? It's so convenient. It's uh, it's right there in the notification center. Or I'm sorry, in the control center. And, uh, it's just, there used to be, uh, there used to be a little bit of a gap, right? To trying to use it. There's a load time issue and I don't know, I don't, maybe it didn't used to wake up your Apple TV if you didn't have the actual remote, you know, pointed at it. All that's gone. It's just a very convenient, easy way to do remote, uh, or to control your, especially if you're typing, let's say typing. Yes. If you're installing an app that's going to require credentials, which doesn't happen that much anymore, thanks to a uh, single sign on, but it does every once in a while. And, um, uh, it's very handy to have the keyboard on your iPhone versus trying to do whatever terrible input method Apple tries to force on you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And that's usually what I use, uh, the remote application for when it's about typing or searching or password uh other than that i typically use the the um, the 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 actual physical remote app yep and uh really to round my list up here or to wrap this up a little bit uh slick deals which uh again probably doesn't need a whole lot of explanation i'm surprised it's that low down i feel like i'm in slick deals all the time uh in addition to doing our daily deals uh coverage uh i literally I get, I probably get a message or email or something, something from a friend or family member, uh, once a day, if not more from people that are like, Hey, fine. You know, let me know what, what kind of deal you can find on this. I'm looking at this. Um, like yesterday was a robot vac. My buddy's like, Hey man, my wife wants a, a robot vac. Uh, what do you got for me? And so I'm looking for all the deals. I was like, bummer. You missed prime day last, you know, last week it was dropped down to like 140, I think was the lowest I saw it. Uh, for a decent, you know, robot vacuum. But, um, so yeah, I'm in slick deals all the time, either for myself or, or trying to help people out or doing obviously research for our daily deals post. All right. And that rounds it up. I think so. Pretty fun to go through this, uh, this list, <laughs> list of applications. I, I, I really like doing these things. Uh, again, like we said last time, it's not something we can do every week, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, uh, but it, it's still fun to, Go through this and uh, maybe revisit it, revisit it from time to time to see if there's any evolution. Right. I'm just waiting for you to ask me to do uh, to revisit our home screens because mine looks like ten times better than it did when we did our home screen. I purposely like built it up. I've got this great cool wallpaper. I think it's from uh, Jim's Roundup last week, and I'm like. I am, I'm going to be ready next time he has to see my home <laughs> And I stole, I totally stole your idea too of, uh, using emojis to label my folders. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Because you know what the folders are really. You don't really, you know where they are and, and putting like a little emoji or I, I guess I used three emojis for each I folder. Did too, yeah. Um, uh, makes it a little more visual and a little more uh, playful. Yeah, as we're scrolling through these two screenshots that we have today, right, for our uh, screen time uh, screenshots, 
you go one more left and you see my old home screen image and I'm just like, wait till they see me now. I've all my fo- all my folders are aligned. I've got just one page. Um, feeling pretty good about it. So, but of course, next time we'll be revisiting home screen is going to be like in like six months or something. <laughs> I might be in September actually when the yeah. new phones come out with the new iPhone. There might be we, we might have to do that. Do dude, that yeah, then, yeah, dude, it's it's getting close. It's weird. I can't believe we're like. A little more than a month away from when we're expected new iPhones. It kind of crept up on me. You know what? I'm I'm most excited about a new Apple Watch than I am about a new iPhone, quite frankly. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, I am too because I remember I'm still on a Series Zero. Wow. So I've been really debating because it's it's basically broken at this point because I'm on iOS 12 on my phone and my watch does not upgrade to watchOS 5. Um, so I'm on whatever the latest version. I think it still kind of works, but notifications weren't going through so basically i'm just going to sell that thing on ebay and just really hunker down and wait for this uh i will be getting the new apple watch and i'm hoping i am able to put enough money away to get one on day one or or close to it because uh i've been i've been needing one i haven't gotten a new one in a long time and it's something i was really starting to use a lot again too for tracking fitness and things like that yeah well and me i skipped uh you know i use it every day i have it i put it on in the morning if I don't sleep with it at night, I'm not these days because uh, because I just charge it at night for convenience. But I typically sleep with it. Um, uh, but I skipped last year's Series 3. Uh, there was no real need for it. Uh, you know, I didn't want... I wanted it in... Uh, in, in uh, What's it called? In stainless steel. And I think in stainless steel, you had to have like the cellular version. I don't think they do like a non-cellular stainless steel version. And I was like, I don't know. Like I, I, none of the carriers in France support this or supported it at the time. And at least my carrier, I guess my carrier doesn't support it in France. I'm like, and I don't see a need. I don't need cellular on my Apple watch. I might save my life if I'm stuck in the <laughs> middle of the ocean one day or something, or, you know, going maybe, maybe drifting ashore and I still have cell signal. And, but I don't know. I just don't, I just don't see the appeal to me. For you know personally, um, so I skipped last year's, and I, I you know it's getting slow. Like this, this, uh, this watch is getting slow, and uh, the battery is you know I think starting to degrade. It, it's going into two years now, uh, so the battery is not as good as it used to be, and uh, and I just want a new one overall. So <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, how much of that is placebo effect? Just because you're like telling yourself a new one's coming, and you're getting yeah, it. You're yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and especially with the rumors of uh, of a larger screen, uh, kind of bigger doing, battery, you know, t- yeah. kind of doing what the iPhone 10 did. You know, like the body size doesn't really change, but the screen size increases a little bit. You have less uh, bezels, I guess, on the side. Uh, and like you, you know, hoping we talked about that. We're not going to do it again today. It's not the point, but hoping for maybe a thinner design uh, for the watch. I'm really hoping for that because it's it's really not a pretty. It's probably my least favorite Apple product in terms of looks and design. Uh, the right, Apple, the Apple Watch is. So I'm hoping for some changes there. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, same here. I think the I think that's going to be a bigger much bigger upgrade, more significant anyways, in terms of the product cycle uh, or the, the product lineup than even the iPhone. Yeah. You know, I don't know how big a leap they can make from the iPhone 10 uh, versus where the watch has really been the same for the last three or four years. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That's something we'll be talking about definitely in uh, September. I hope we'll be talking about it uh, in September. I hope there's going to be all these changes. Um, But before we talk about the Apple Watch in September, I want to take one last minute to thank (laughs) our friends at uh, GympNow for making this this show possible and supporting us. GympNow makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your Apple devices so you can focus on your business. And no IT experience is needed. With GIMP now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, and you can also lock or wipe a device remotely as needed. Now let's talk, let's talk iOS listeners can start securing their own business by setting up their first three devices for free forever. Uh, you can add more devices for just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash iOS. That is J-A-M-F dot com slash iOS. All right, my friend. I'll uh, talk to you next week. I'll be live broadcasting live from California, the Sunshine State. And uh, and uh, yeah, I'll be talking to you next week. Do you, are the people living at your house right now? Are they renting it or have they bought it or how's that work? They're renting, they're renting it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So are you staying in a hotel or with friends or you, you can kick them out of your house? You're like, Hey, we're here for a little bit. <laughs> no, <laughs> go find something no. to do. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we'll be staying at some friends. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, safe travels, buddy. And I will uh, talk to you roughly same time, same place next week. We'll talk about it. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much, Cody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too.